Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the United States of America, specifically the northwest corner of the People's Republic of Illinois, which I just looked at the election map from the last time around, and there's like four counties that are blue in this entire state out of probably, what, 100 and some? And yet we have to put up with democratic rule because of that. And I don't say democratic rule. I should say communistic rule or socialistic rule. Um, Anti-God rule. How about that? Let's let's call the kettle black, shall we? So, good morning. Uh, it's a religion exists, hopefully to encourage, edify, to build up. And... Uh, it's easy to tear down. It's it's easy to get caught up in all the problems, all the things that uh, that people people have issues with, and sometimes uh, it's easy to get stuck there. Right? We all can see the things that are wrong, and we tend to focus on that. But what is right? What is true? What is good? Uh, the Spirit of God um, helps us to see those things, to see the things that please Him. And for those of you who don't know God that might come across this podcast, I would encourage you to to look into him because he is the reason you are here. He is the reason you have life and breath and existence because without him, nothing would exist. The earth did not come into being by a bunch of gases collapsing together and then forming all the materials and all the things that we see here. It was created by God. And by his power, by his understanding of how molecules come together, by his design. And just as a uh, automobile has a designer, just as a Keurig coffee maker has a designer, just as the coffee cup I'm drinking out of this morning had a designer, you also had a designer, someone who, in his ability and power and authority designed you to be here. So be encouraged. You're made with a purpose. You're made for a purpose. And uh, the Bible has a lot to say about that purpose. So I would encourage you to read God's word and look at what that purpose is. So today, we, and it's a religion, one of the things that, that we like to do, that we are here to do, is to point out the faults behind the idea of evolution, the idea that we somehow evolved from simpler life forms and we're getting better all the time. I mean, look around, people. If that isn't inherently untrue when you just look at society itself, uh, I mean, it. come on. Just, look at, like I said, look around and see what's going on. <coughs> But the simple fact that uh, you can't have a brain, lungs, eyes, and ears, and uh, stomach, and all that. I mean, you think about your body and the parts that make up your body. And the thing about those developing over a period of time is an absolute joke. None of them would function without the other. What, what in your body functions without a brain? What? You know, how how does your body function without breath in your lungs? Um, 
and things. It, it just, it's ridiculous. The theory of evolution is one of the most ridiculous things anybody has ever offered to humanity. And yet people put their faith and trust in that all the time. It is a religion. It is a religion. Just like every other religion on this planet, you are putting faith in something. It has its own priests. They're called supposedly scientists. Um, obviously not using science, though, to um, codify their scriptures of uh, an old earth and all this other gobbledygook that they try and claim and yet have no proof for. So let's go to God's word. Genesis 3 says this, Now the servant was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Well, first of all, let's think about this. He went after the woman. He didn't go after the man. But yet the man's there, it sounds like, and really doesn't do anything. And the woman said to the servant, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, which was a lie. He did not say that, at least according to God's word, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. And how often have I or anybody else listened to the whispering of the evil one, the, the one that wants to lead us away from God, that wants to lead us into temptation? For God knows what, that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw... Okay, think about that for a minute. What would it be like not to know good and evil? That would be really weird for all of us. But it would be nice, actually, to be just focused on the good all the time. I believe that's what, uh, what God said. Everything was good that he had created. Doesn't that seem to imply that? I think maybe it does. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. And the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man and the woman the man said, the woman, of course, he cast blame on, on her right away. Doesn't want to take responsibility. The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above the beasts of the field on your belly you shall go and the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing and pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and eaten of the tree in which I commanded, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you and pain you shall eat of all uh, the days of your life, thorns and thistles shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, 
for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And the man called his wife's name Eve, because she was mother of all living. So, I want you to, to ponder something as you think about the idea of creation, the idea of God's word, and how it explains things, right? In, in this life, when we think about what explains morality, what explains truth, objective truth, things that most everybody agrees are good and evil, right? Evolution would never explain that. It has no explanation for it. And people can say, well, you know, it's just because we all agree that something's good or bad. And there's some truth in that. Um, as a society, different people value different things. But in general, I remember reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis and, and how he, he made the point and I always come back to this, that, you know, when you're on a bus and there's an older person that's going to sit down in an open seat and some young person swoops in and steals that seat from them, everybody knows that's just wrong. You shouldn't do that. You know, you're a young person. Stand up. Get off your booty and let the older person sit down. If nothing else, out of respect for them. And, he, you know, he made the point that there's just an inherent understanding of right and wrong now i think we are evolving in a way that uh is degrading when you look at things uh the second law of thermodynamics said over time everything kind of breaks down and i think that's what's going on i think our bodies uh the inherent um issues in genetics that happen over time they don't cause anything good to come out of them. Nothing's, you know, that's another misnomer that somehow these uh, genetic mutations cause new species and new forms and things like that. That is a complete joke. All it does is degrade things further. And when you look at, at the pureness of the human genome, I think it, in Adam's time, that was it. It was first and foremost the most pure thing on the planet at that time because it had, hadn't had any cause to mutate at all. And so don't believe the scientists when they tell you that these things are causing good things to happen because it doesn't. It always causes something bad. Mutations don't help anything. And so we are devolving. We're not evolving. And I think people point to technology and understanding as a, a way in which we are evolving, but that has really nothing to do with anything you're just learning from previous generations so if you go to god's word and you see this you see adam and eve do this thing and god says hey you're our curse now there's things are going to change you're going to die you know you don't have eternal life now at least in this time on this planet and i believe god knew this was going to happen i mean if he, he wouldn't be omniscient if he didn't because i think he's somehow in all time at the same time because um, he's outside of the time that he created for us to be in. And, uh, you know, it's a hard concept to get around. But again, I have faith in that. Just like someone who listens to this might have faith in evolution and the professors that told them that somehow the thing blew up 17 billion years ago and here we are. But if you look at the fall, 
that does explain why there is sin in the world. That does explain why there's evil in the world. Um, and again, would we know good without evil? You know, I think the two have to coexist in some way, shape, or form. Just like you can't have hate without love. You can't have love without hate. Because love wouldn't have any meaning without the opposite being able to be true. But this does explain what happened to the human race, I believe, and that we have fallen into sin and we need a Savior. We need someone who can correct us and put us back on the right path with God. If God truly is holy and he truly is separate and he can't be around sin and evil, uh, even though he allows it to be here, you know, again, we don't understand the full purposes of God in all this. He gives us glimpses in the Bible, but uh, I think he reserves some things to himself because he is our creator, just like we do for things that we create. So, but again, be encouraged because God solved this problem in the form of Jesus Christ, who came to earth, who died for all of us to save us from this sin that we are inherently born with, this, this sin nature, if you will. And he rose again and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And what a beautiful thing that is. So, as you go into this day, what are you going to believe? What do you believe? Ask yourself that question. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for a new day. I thank you for the, the day that you have made. And I pray that you would help anyone that would hear this, be encouraged, and uh, come to an understanding, Lord, that you created all things in six days, not that long ago. And that through this creation, you gave life to people and gave them the opportunity to multiply on this earth and subdue it and to... Uh, Take dominion over it, but for your purposes, not our own. So I pray that you would help all of us know you more, understand you better, and desire to live for you. Thank you for a new day, Lord. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that He's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never.